interested in your things when we talk about your deity your divinity your immortality your kind of life these things don't naturally trigger interest in us but father we find mercy helping we're finding mercy helping the mercy which you have given for us to go forth and to grow up Lord to arise Lord for to be possessed with this holy hope holy expectation holy longing holy desire Lord to come into your own fellowship the fellowship of your life the fellowship of your truth the fellowship of your nature yes. Lord we are signifying Lord through these songs we are ask, asking for unlocking Amen. of our hearts Amen. of places within us Amen. unlocking of portions of our heart portions of our subconscious portions of our being parts of us that haven't yet come under agreement with this great calling of yours our father we open up our soul to help we open up our being to heaven we open up our whole being entirely to you our god and our king and our savior but we're asking for a fresh a fresh thrust lord Lord, I ask for a, a, a holy invigoration to possess our being, to possess our soul. Lord, I ask for the endowment of holy appetite, of a holy longing, Lord, of a low holy, holy hunger and a thirst for even the divine, even the things that pertain to you. 
was said in a generation that no man seeks after God, not one seeks after yeah. Him. Yeah. But that will not be said of us, God, because of what you are doing on the inside of us. Father, I ask there for there to be a shedding of grace, our Lord. This morning, I pray for every heart who is connected. Lord, I pray that let there be a spiritual visitation, yeah. a spiritual impactation this morning in the name of Jesus. Thank you for the fountains of your life that constantly flow. You don't turn it down, it only increases and is increasing. Father, may the, the current, the tide of this life pick us up. May it carry us until we begin to float above it. Thank you, our God. We give praise to your name. Lord, I ask this morning for just a short time to bring forth a blessing to us through words, through the scriptures. We ask you to bring forth a blessing to us, Lord. Give utterance and bring more representation of truth, more clarity of these invisibilities, these spiritual things which are actual realities for our soul to feed upon. I pray you will open the table again to our heart. Make, let there be a fresh portion, fresh, fresh portion of bread, fresh portion of drink, a fresh, a fresh portion, Father, out of the things which you are preparing in your mountain this morning. Thank you for the anointing the grace that makes your word to flow into the hearts of men. We receive it. I yield my vessel unto you fully, Lord. Use my vessel to minister your word. Use me to speak your word. Thank you, our Father. We give all the glory to your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Um, let's open our Bibles. We have a very, very short time today. Amen. Thank you. Um, let us see the book of Matthew. Matthew. Are you there? You're there say amen. amen. Good morning to everybody. Or oh, good afternoon, sorry. Those online, good morning and good afternoon, depending on where you are connecting from. Praise God. Matthew 26. Matthew 26, I'll read from... <clears throat> Verse 20, Matthew 26, right? I read from verse 26. He says that as they were eating, that Jesus broke, took bread and blessed it and broke it and gave it to the disciples 
and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of it, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. But I say unto you, I will not drink henceforth of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. And when they had sung on him, they went out into the Mount of Olives, praise the Lord. Verse 29 said, I will, I will not drink henceforth of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. Praise God. Uh, so we're seeing uh, that this verse 29, um, there's something, part of it doesn't make sense logically. Um, given what I mean, it wouldn't just literally it it um, almost like contradicts what you find in the scripture. Remember Romans: the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but it's righteousness, peace, and joy. And then he's saying that this fruit of the vine that I won't. Um, I wait, I won't drink his for henceforth until I will drink it in the Father's kingdom. Praise God. So it's very clear that this is not talking about um, there's something about that Jesus was marrying, he was marrying that activity they were doing physically to something that transcends the natural. Praise the Lord. To something that was. So he's saying that this thing we are doing now. There is a way we will do it in my Father's kingdom. And after this last supper, this is the last time I will drink of it on this side with you. But then on the other side in my Father's kingdom, I will drink it then anew. The word anew means, of course, it means new. It means it's not the same thing. It is a different it's a different dimension. It's a new thing. Praise God. So the table of fellowship, you know, we've been speaking about graduations of fellowship. We talk about the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit, which you begin with when you get born again. Then you're supposed to, as a, as a Christian, you're supposed to be graduating in fellowship. Praise God. And you're supposed to be doing what? Graduating in fellowship. There's fellowship and then there is this this holy, we call it holy communion. Right? Holy, what's the meaning of communion? Commune. Praise God. Holy communion. Do you know what's the meaning of that, that word? The word communion? The literal English meaning? It means fellowship? Am I correct? Yeah. So communion means fellowship. So it's talking about, we call it so it's holy fellowship. When you're taking the holy communion, it's holy fellowship. So this was a fellowship that um, the Lord had with them 
at this time, but he, say, he said that later on, that we'll have the same fellowship anew in my word, in my Father's kingdom. Praise the Lord. And then we fast forwarded to First John chapter 1. We saw that John had now made declaration that we now have this fellowship. Right? He said that we've, we have come into it. He's not everybody. He said we. So, I know people quote things, but that's not everybody. If he's everybody that we've all come into it, where will he be saying, I'm now writing to you? So you can come. He's, that place is very clear. Amen. So it means as Christians, there is what you call graduation in fellowship. Not every Christian fellowships at the same level. Praise God. You don't fellowship at the same level. Praise God. Are you seeing that? Amen. So, so that place in the book of First John was when John was among these people. Amen. There's something about the 12. I think was he who was asking me, was he you, Jimmy? You're asking me about the book of Revelation, how in the book of Revelation 21, they spoke about the foundation of the city. And they said on it, I written the names of the 12 apostles of the Lamb. Praise God. And, and you are wondering, okay, why did they just give a special place for the 12? I think this is part of it. There's something about... And now, foundation is not all the building, right? But foundation is very key to the building. The, found, the key of the foundation is that the building is built upon it. Do you, do you see that? The building is built upon what? Upon it. Now, the reason why... You see those 12... In number, um, this kind of this fellowship, this supper, last, last supper they were doing, even though they were just drinking bread, there were things Jesus was doing with them spiritually that they might not even have have known about, but it was a, Jesus was working on something, and there was he was Jesus was putting a guarantee in their souls that they will make it to the end. That's why Jesus did not break bread with everybody. He, wasn't, he had disciples who were faithful. There were many hundreds. But he wasn't breaking bread continuously like this with them. But before he left the earth, he needed people who, upon, who, who will be souls that have the guarantee of some sort. Amen. Amen. <laughs> that will have some, a guarantee of some sort. Now, what the kind of thing Jesus did with Peter, James, John, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, Luke, all of them. What he, Jesus did with them. Jesus did something to them that it, in a measure, is a measure, is a kind of salvation. It's a kind because Jesus was, was Yeshua. That was his name. That was the name he was bearing. That was the name he was operating with. On the earth, amen. So, even Jesus of Nazareth it was a savior, he had saving capacity. Praise the Lord! So, with what his dealings with this man, there was a way he was able to guarantee them that these people will not fall away. 
Do you, do you see that? Do you, yeah. do you know that if these guys fell away, it would have been hard for Christianity to even if it evolved later, it would have evolved incorrectly. Yeah. It would have been, been broken. It would, there would have been something absent from it. Amen. There's something about these, these guys who got, who, you see, when the church came, they are the midwives of the church. It was their doctrine that the church started with, and that same fellowship of, of breaking of bread and the apostles' doctrine. Praise the Lord. So, so Jesus did something with them, and you see, the place Jesus prayed a prayer, he was, he was telling the Father, he was speaking to God. He said, of all these you gave me, I have kept all of them except one. And that one that was not kept is for a purpose. And you see in this same place, he singled out that one. I say, have I not called all you? And then one of you is a devil or something. Or that was in a different place. He said that. (coughs) Praise God. Verse 26 and no, before that. And verse 25 says, Then Judas, which betrayed him, answered and said, Master, is it I? And he said to him, Thou what? Thou hast it. Verse 24, he says, verse 23, sorry. He says, And he answered and said, He that dippeth his hand with me in the dish, the same shall betray me. The Son of Man goeth as it is written of him. But woe unto that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It had been good that, that, that for that man if he had not been born. If it had not been born. Praise God. Can you... Um, okay. Before Jesus met these men, they were all common men. Do you, do you agree with that? Okay. Now, do you know that if any... Just if it wasn't Judas who betrayed Jesus, if, let's say, it was maybe somebody out of... Maybe even the one, the five hundreds or the 120 or whatever, or even some other person who betrayed Jesus, Jesus would not say this about that person. Jesus would not say this about that person. Do you, do you understand that? Um, for Jesus to say this about him, now, and then you see other references in the Bible, where they refer to him, they say, and they, they, I call 12, and one is a devil. One. He said, why has Satan filled thy heart? Are you seeing that? So, it means that Judas was in a place where he could do something that ordinary men could not do. The reason why is because of what he was sinning against. That's why they were calling the son of perdition. The same name of the Antichrist is what they were calling Judas. <laughs> that was son, means, means stature. Perdition means destruction. Stature. So it means Judas had a stature in him. Does that make sense? Are you seeing that? So, so, the, so really, what made put Judas in that position is is what the the height of sin is measured by what you are sinning against. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. 
Do you get that? Is what you are sinning against. Now, if a common man betrayed Jesus, who was not among the twelve, he will not be able to sin the kind of sin that Judas was able to sin. Because he has nothing in him. They ha- he didn't have, they didn't, he didn't have laws. That the, those kind of laws who were in, that were inside this man were, was not in him, so he won't be able to sin this kind of sin. And Jesus will not say Jesus met a lot of sinners. Some were, must have been murderers, which is even more than betraying somebody, right? Like, I mean, one betray some can outrightly kill. Do you agree? Even while it was on the on the cross the guy on one side was a who was he it was a thief who knows maybe he might have killed people too i'm not sure if they just killed thieves just for stealing alone it's possible he could have been a murderer as well and then he just there praise god jesus spoke he spoke to jesus said no worry today you'll be with me in paradise so, are you getting me now, was someone like Judas was different? What made Judas different? Because Judas was a partaker of the lost table. So you know, this was the last supper. It wasn't the only supper. It was that table was a was. To, it's possible that table could have been a table of three on three and three and a half years or something of just continuous fellowship in that fellowship and what was going on in that fellowship was Jesus was sealing 12 men for the future praise God Jesus was doing what Jesus was sealing 12 men for the future he was sealing them. And so you, you now see what Judas sinned against. Amen. Amen. So in the foundation you of the city, you find the names of those twelve people there is because there has been some kind of a guarantee. Mm-hmm. There's been some kind of a guarantee that Jesus had put in their souls by ready of just his words, just speaking, speaking to them, teaching them, teaching them, teaching them, teaching them, teaching them. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, so, so what I just want to convey here is the significance of the Lord's table, right? So we have to learn the. Now it's not just about bread and wine. Now I'm not teaching about bread and wine. I'm teaching about what bread and wine means. It means a a spiritual reality, which we must know. So the same way Jesus. While he was breaking bread with them and giving them wine, he was putting things in them. He was speaking, he was sealing them, he was putting things in, into them. 
And that bread and wine signifies the fellowship, the spiritual fellowship, which they were partaking of in that time. Amen. Then Jesus said, let's read that place again, verse 29. It says, but I say unto you, I will not drink henceforth of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new, when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. Till that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. Now, this is not talking about when they get to heaven. That's not in the Father's <coughs> kingdom. Praise God. Hallelujah. It's when they enter the Father's kingdom. When they enter the Father's kingdom. And the word new, the word new there is not born again new. Like getting born again. Praise God. Do you get that? Because even born again doesn't signify entrance into the kingdom. It's just a prerequisite for it. But the word new has to do with a birth. But you have to have say, okay, what birth exactly is Jesus speaking of here? It means that what he's saying is that when we drink it with you again, is when you've been born into something. And new, you've been born into, you've been born into something. Now, so, praise God. Hallelujah. Very quickly, I just want to see something very simple, simple today and then we can go home. Amen. So, there is, there is a reenactment of, an, an enactment of the table of the Lord. Right? In the spirit at a point in the spirit. And Jesus was clarifying here at where where will you where do you where will you journey into in your development where you will meet this communion where you meet this fellowship. Amen. It's a place, it's a realm that the heart, the soul must be born into. It is a new realm. It is a new place. It is a new position. It is a new place of fellowship where you, the heart must be born into. Now, there, that is where there will be fulfillment of what was started by these people. Praise God. Now, and you are seeing that one of the main purpose of the table is preservation. Yes. The main purpose of the table is to preserve. The, the main reason for the table is to, is to administer salvation. So, Jesus, the, as Yeshua, he had a table with them as Yeshua, which was his, his table of salvation at a level. What, what was that level? Is that he made them saved enough for the, for, the, for the weight, the responsibility of the ecclesia 
for the responsibility of the church. Amen. Amen. He, he fortified them that when seasons to carry church, what is church? Church is the, is the congregation of Christ. Of people who are born again. Amen. Amen. They are congregation. Amen. So it's a kind of congregation. Do you see that? Yes, but, and it rests upon certain kind of men. The church on earth. And those men had to have received a kind of salvation. The salvation from this man. This table. This table. So you see that when the church started in Acts chapter 2, it's what they got from this table that they were using. Those things you call the apostles' doctrine, which they were doing with breaking of bread, is the culture of the table that the, the, the church began to ride upon. So, so you see, every church is founded on a table. A table. Table. Praise God. Amen. It is every church is founded on a fellowship. Because when you are going to a church, you mo- you are bringing things of a church means a fold, is a kind is a fold. Praise God. Is a place where you are training souls. Souls who come, who gather first, they are not yet one yet. But the purpose of church, church is a place where you transform, you bring you you make Many into one fold. That's the purpose of church. To out of many, you you produce one fold. That's the business of the church. That's what the church is for: is to produce one fold out of many, bring them out of many. And so the the materials to do that, they they flow from somewhere. That's why. So when they they set the table. Praise God. Hallelujah. That is part of the shepherdic, um, the shepherdic or shepherding responsibility is the table. Psalm 23 spoke about, spoke about it that way. The Lord is my shepherd. And one of the things at the end is it prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. So that preparation of table, table is the, the, the things in the table, they are the materials that, for fellowship. They are the ones that, they are the glue, or the, they are the things that, they are the power that behind fellowship, the strength of fellowship, is what you share from the table. Amen. Amen. Even in the natural, it's just natural like a home, father, mother, children, and all. The, the strength of the home is that table. Once you remove the table, say, everybody, you go and be doing what you want. You are breaking the... After a while, they are living in the house, but they are not a fold. Mm. Are you getting my point? If you look at the, 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 the table, look at how it works. There's one, one at the center, different chairs. It's about, it's about bringing many together into one. Bringing many together into one is a powerful idea. In the spirit. 
So, so Jesus was, of course, he was a prophet. He was using the metaphor, physically the symbolism, but at the same time, the reality was ongoing. So he wasn't just giving them food. He was putting things in them. He was putting things in them. So, and then that, what happened in this table became a part, a huge part of the foundation. It was, became the doctrine of the church. So doctrine comes from tables. Doctrine comes from tables. How many of you agree with me? Doctrine comes from what? From tables. When Isaiah began to prophesy concerning the teaching of doctrine and all that in Isaiah 28, it was, it was, that was in response to the abuse of, of, of tables that people had, they began to serve vomit on tables. And what are vomit? Vomit are doctrines. All right. Vomit are doctrines. They are wrong doctrines. Praise God. So what vomit will do? Vomit, instead of gathering, it will scatter. It will make unhealthy. It will make sick. Sickly. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Are you seeing that? So... So the strength of, of a church, if a, a church, an ecclesia, a called out one, called out to become one, to become, to become praise God, Hallelujah. to be made one. Amen. Amen. So the essence of that, the essence of the church, any ecclesia, is to bring together and the core the foundation of it is what is a table or the table of communion that means the feeding on the same thing the feeding on the right thing on the and so what comes from the table is what determines that's you will see whatever is on the table you begin to see it as characteristics in the flock Yeah, you begin to see it as characteristics, characteristics in the flock. Praise God. Hallelujah. So this table now has graduations, right? Yeah. Then, then Jesus began to speak here of another realm where another table will be set. It's when we will now drink anew of this fruit of the vine who will drink it and you wear in my father's kingdom. In my father's kingdom. Praise the Lord. Now, what does that mean then? It means that if you're talking about another table that is afresh and new in the, the, in the, in the, in the spirit, of course, at another a future season, which is if not in time, but in terms of a future season of development. Mm-hmm. And you, you'll find you said there will be if there will be another a fresh drinking, mm-hmm. it means there will be a fresh table mm-hmm. at that place. And if there is a table at that place, it means there is a church. Mm-hmm. 
at that place. Another church. So, so Jesus was speaking about the church in his father's kingdom. What do you call it? The church of the firstborn. That's Hebrews chapter 12, right? Are you getting me? So you see this thing of Holy Communion is a general symbol, right, that signifies the eating and the drinking that must happen to souls who are on the path towards God. But in terms of the content of the eating and drinking, there are graduations of fellowship in the spirit. Amen. Let's read Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews 12. Amen. Amen. It says, But ye are come unto Mount Zion and unto the city of the where? Living God, then to the heavenly Jerusalem and to an innumerable company of angels. Okay? Then it says, To the general assembly and the church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven. The church of the firstborn, which are what? Written. And to God, the judge of all, and then to the spirits of just men made perfect. And to Jesus, the mediator of the new, that word covenant means testament. Then you see, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than that of Abel. Praise God. The blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than the blood of Abel. Are you seeing what they are, they are telling you here? Yeah. They're just talking about the graduations. First, he says you have come to Mount Zion. Now, Mount, it's not everybody who is in Mount Zion that has come into the um, to God, the judge of all. Just going from one end to the other end. Are you getting me? It's not everyone who has in Mount Zion but everybody who has come to God, the judge of all, came to Mount Zion. Yeah. 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 Right? Yeah. So, the first thing they mentioned there, where you come to is, is Zion, yeah. is the mountain. Yeah. Right? The mountain, once approach the mountain, then you begin to move and climb. And the purpose of mountain is ascension. Mm-hmm. Mountain implies movement. Exactly. If someone says, oh, I, 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 I'm in Zion, they say, okay, where in Zion are you? Because Zion is not a dot. Zion is a mountain. Is an, Zion is actually a, is a technology for movement upward. As you are moving, you are going up. You are ascending. It's to carry you up. The purpose of Zion is to carry souls up to God. That's why no soul should get weary of when they're talking about God. No soul should get. Praise God. You know, before we, you know we always liked God before. Right? Before, we think Jesus is a small voice. There was God. God, you are my God. My God. God, God. We like God, God, God. When we started, when we started revealing him and revealing him, 
You see, so say we just wait with God first. You are still the Holy Ghost. <laughs> no, we used to call, are you forgotten how we used to call God? Yeah. In prayers. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We called him and every God. No, amen. <laughs> but when we start teaching about the God message, ah, so they say, ah, wait, let me wait first. Amen. Fellowship, divinity, all these things. Wait, let's just start. Let's go small, small. Amen. And the devil, now, there's something that he. Devil has put around is a almost a stereotype, is a feeling, something that he has put around the learning of God. There's something that makes hearts just retreat, that makes hearts feel like this is not really, it's not our thing. Is not. Are you getting me? Praise God. Is that that makes that makes hearts not embrace it, not love it, not long for it, not desire it. That makes heart not identify with it as a as a necessary what a necessary thing that must be attained and must be constantly that must be sorry um, f- um, fully received and embodied and mastered and known by by the soul. And we have to, in the season one, we have to begin to see God that way. Mm. We have to see God. Now, you see all those things of shrinking back, the signs of enmity mm. that has been done to us. You see, that, you see those enmity things, they were done in layers. The first enmity is enmity against Christ. For many of us, God delivered us from that. Before, we were enemies of Christ. Before. But we got breakthrough. But the breakthrough or the defeat of the enmity against Christ is not enough for his, to carry a soul to God. When a soul who is in Christ, who has, who is to a level, has defeated that enmity, when God is coming, they can still be enemies of God. Now the soul can still have attitude, departure, evil heart of. So that departure of an evil heart of unbelief, which is what I was saying the book of Hebrew was dealing with. That's what the Hebrew wasn't, it's not dealing with the enmity against Christ. The other epistles of Paul dealt with those things. Hebrew is for a church who are in Christ, who are already in Zion, but who should begin to make advancement toward God. And, and, and not necessarily that maybe they are supposed to attain God today, but... but they are, amen. amen. They are be, they are beginning to come to a point where things about God need to come. They need to start being installed. Are, are you getting me? Things about God need to start doing what? Being installed. Let's say you are building a house now. You are still maybe at the level of foundation right at the, at the level of foundation you see they are still laying foundation but you see they've already started building blocks and bringing blocks to the site 
because that is the next level. It doesn't mean that you are ready to put the blocks now, but they have to. What are the blocks? The building blocks of anything spiritual are revelations. Are you getting me? They are revelations. So, when when you are talking about hearing about God, learning messages about God, it's not that you are ready to become immortal now. That's not what we are talking about. We are saying that they have to heal the enmity about that realm. So that they can start putting things. There are things they need to be delivering to your heart. Deep, sometimes even deep in the back recesses. Where you don't even know about that things must be in place. For God to emerge when it's time. The nature of God, the divine nature for it to emerge in his soul. There are a lot of, of depths that his thought must have landed years sometimes before. It's not most of the time. It's not one thing where you slept and then the next morning ah now entered into the realm of God or stuff like that. Sometimes it is preparation, preparation, and preparation. Praise God! It's like how the night prepares for the dawn. How does the night prepare for the dawn? You see that dawn. If you really check it, the time when you notice wow it's dawn. There's a, there's a, a short period of time. Where the sun just comes out. But there has been preparations. Right? Once you cross midnight into 1 a.m., you've started preparing for the dawn. There's a, there are installations of things that must be in place. Are you getting me? You see, who's going forth is prepared as the morning. That's talking about the going forth of God. Right? Shall we for, then shall we know if we follow on to know who's going forth is prepared as the month. There's a preparation for that. So, um, that was one of the issues here with that this book of Hebrews is really introducing. To me, one of the signs that enmity towards God is being healed in a soul is that the soul married loves the book of Hebrews. Do you know that this book of Hebrews is hard for, to, for a soul to love it? And and be okay with it. Just take it and be fine with it. How many of you are okay with Ephesians 1? <laughs> West, I know I know Wesley West, loves Ephesians 1. Am I lying? No, sir. You can even open it and put your head there and sleep. <laughs> When you, when you see, you'll be dreaming about it. Ah, Ephesians 1. You'll be seeing it, the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. They've knocked out it. There was a time when that thing was a serious enemy to some souls. Souls who are busy doing their things and their religious stuff. What is that? Why are you disturbing me? I have things to do. We have plans. Praise God. And then maybe you are now the guy that's always, every time they say, come and preach, you open it. The spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. <laughs> when I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love towards all this. And that faith is not the faith you used to move mountains. That faith is another kind of faith. It's another, <laughs> a new faith that they are bringing. So this faith was the old before. They're telling you so that his faith is being used in his is 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 outdated. 
you need to now bring another faith that is has to do with revelation. Then you need to open the eyes of the understanding. Amen. Some souls hated that thing before. He says a hatred for for religious souls. That's an enmity. But many of us, God has healed, I think, all of us from that thing. If you are here, God has healed. If you are listening to me today, I believe that there's been a healing for such enmity. There's nobody who hates revelation that can be listening to me. The fact that you are listening to I mean, why, why Saturday, today Saturday afternoon by password <laughs> of everything you could be doing? Why are you listening to me? Amen. Because something has been healed in you. There was a time that this conversation would make you angry. Like why, what's the meaning of this? Why, it, why do you feel you need to... Some people, the anger is, why do you even feel you need to be deep? Mm. Mm. Amen. Mm. That's, some guys, that's what they, that was the anger, the, the anger about it with me. They just felt like, you are just someone who feels like you are deeper than everybody else. Mm. And, they, and left to them, they want to prove to you that you are not really... That doesn't mean anything to me. That is not important. That is just unnecessary deepness. There's nothing there. <laughs> uh, those guys just want to feel as if they know. You know that kind of, what is that? Everything. Because you know that any time you, you, you know that your language rubbishes any other attainment spiritually that's not birthed out of the place of knowing. Out of the place of revelation. So that is a Christ enmity in his soul. That I believe God has dealt with in us. So you see the way you love Ephesians. You love all those things. If, if I can't say hey. I want to ask one of you now. Explain to me why revelation is important. I can leave you for five hours. You will just be talking. You just, and, I, and when you are talking. You will be going from Paul's episodes. You will be opening different Colossians. You will be opening all kinds of things. Romans. You will be showing it. Praise God. How many of you like Romans chapter 1, verse 16? <laughs> I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it's the power of God. For there is the righteousness from faith to faith. As it is written. <laughs> That that's a Christ. Any soul that has loved that thing, you are a Christ soul. Mm. You are in Christ's world. This is a great help. It's a great help that, that you are able to cite that. Amen. And see, it means something has been healed in you. Praise God. Now, do you see the way all those things are sweet? Hebrews, the major core of Hebrews, is not, it's a different aroma. Because it's, it, is, it is talking about another dimension of those persons. And some, there's another administration of healing that must occur to a soul to when you hear Melchizedek to be happy. And then you hear high priest and you hear throne. And then you hear all these languages right from the book of Hebrews. All these things that they are speaking about here. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yeah, and you're, you're hearing things about salvation. Mm. Are you getting me? Mm-hmm. Now, when, when you are going into the doctrine of divinity, say it. Doctrine of divinity. Doctrine of, <laughs> of divinity. 
is amen, amen. amen. praise god Hallelujah. doctrine of divinity a soul must have already been have measure of righteousness this the way they put it to jesus is that he had loved righteousness the purpose of Christ is to make you love righteousness. Right? It's not every Christ who has fulfilled the loving of righteousness. But the more advanced you are in loving righteousness, then inside righteousness, there is something a righteous heart seeks for more beyond what he has. Praise God. Righteous. Before? His soul became righteous. His soul was foolish. That was the that's probably the best word I can use to describe it. Before his soul, so someone that his soul that's moving from foolishness to righteousness is one is one movement. It's a, it's a journey. That's the journey into Christ. Foolishness to righteousness. But then, so it means that you have to be able to get a foolish man to subscribe to the righteousness, the revelation of righteousness, right? That's what opens the door to the, to, the, to the realm of Christ. That a foolish man should now begin to... Initially, he doesn't like it, but later, he will get used to it. And he now begins to grow and grow and grow in righteousness. Do you get that? So, there will be a time in the heart of a person when... Although there is still foolishness at a level, but you have fallen so in love with the idea of righteousness... That when it's coming, you quickly go for it. Mm-hmm. You have settled that this righteousness thing, I'm going to get it. Mm-hmm. Enough proof has been shown to you. You have seen enough evidences that his soul must be righteous. Mm-hmm. Are you seeing that? Mm-hmm. That is a, a place now. But when his soul has like accumulated righteousness, there's another thing you should begin to lo- look for. It's more than just being righteous. It is, you are looking for divinity. You are looking for divine nature. It's, it's a higher attainment that it will take a soul that's already in the world of righteousness, who's already settled in righteousness, to begin to look and to desire for. And in that place, there's, there are there are also works that, you, that the soul will not find out. Ah, there are some other works in there that makes me want to stay here in this realm and then not pick up my interest and appetite for the divine. Because that, and part of it is because the soul can't pick the server of divinity. The soul can't, you can't pick the smell of what does it do. What's even the difference between a righteous man and a divine man? What's the difference between a righteous man and a man who's a man? You can't, you can't even smell it well for you to have, for you to whet your appetite for it. So, the book of Hebrews is to bring the aroma of divinity. To bring that the smell of divinity mm. to bring to, to souls that have been dull of hearing mm. to reinvigorate them mm. and speak about high things mm. 
Say high. high. To speak about high things. High things means is a standard higher than just mere righteousness that Christ has given to a soul. If a soul stays in righteousness and doesn't want to move forward, then after a while, something can happen in that place. It's a very bad place to be in. Do you know why? Because things have happened. There are things, you can't go back to where you came from. Mm-hmm. They've killed the world. They've murdered the world already. They first, they've killed the world. Even if all the world inside you hasn't gone. But they've already destroyed the appeal mm-hmm. of it. That even if you say you want to force yourself to go back and be worldly, you'll be angry every day. If cannot take me, you will start vomiting. Because you have become abhorrent. There have been enough things have been put. That's the power of revelation. Yes, what revelation has done. Revelation of righteousness will make you hate the world. You will hate the world deeply. There will be a deep hatred for the world. For the things of the world. For foolish things. Praise God. So, so such a soul now that has entered that world of righteousness because of light and revelation you see the folly of the world. You can't go back to the world again. Do you see that? Mm. You can't go back to the world again. Okay? Mm. But it's time to move forward. To have, because a soul must have a project. A soul must have a project. A soul must have something to, uh, to aspire to. It must, have, it must be able to see something ahead for attainment. That's the way, the way God made the soul. But the, what the devil does is that he wants to shut the door to the next level, mm. put all kinds of characterize the certain way, make it wrong, all that, make you not even interested in it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, if a soul doesn't quickly begin to pick up appetite for God when he has been becoming established in Christ, that is where that thing called falling away. That is, that is the breeding ground for perditious nature. Perdition. Perdition. Is it, who, who is the nature, the nature of perdition? Is a nature who journey to a place can't become worldly again because he has gone beyond being worldly. You get what I mean? But he's not willing to move into God. Are you getting me? <laughs> Is not what willing to move into God. That is where it be, then he begins to to death to sin against the sanctuary. It's it is it that's it's a different kind of man. It's a dangerous place for souls to be. It's like the people of Egypt. Of Israel, they journeyed to a point. Egypt has gone. There's no, there's no. Even though they were reminiscing about Egypt, like some Christians reminisce about the world, <laughs> you know, just ah, I wish I can just go and do it. You no, know, what worldly feeling can just come? I wish I can just go. But when you really think about it, you actually cannot go. And you can't. <laughs> it has gone. You you move beyond such things. Praise God. So even though Israelites, they were always talking about going back to Egypt, 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 Egypt. They can't go back to. They can't go back to Egypt. It's not possible. But you now saw. But they were now hesitant in moving forward. 
they were hesitant in moving forward. They were hesitant. They hesitated. That's, and that's where they met. That's where all the evil that they met is in that place of hesitation in embracing everything that God has for the soul. Praise God. Hallelujah. All the deadly things they faced, that's where the evil heart of unbelief was developed on the inside of them. And after a while, they stopped mixing what they are hearing with faith in them and then stopped profiting them. Praise God. Amen. So it's good for a soul, any soul, if you're having any, any kind of enmity against things of God, to be healed as early as, you, as possible in your heart. In, there should be a flowing, even if you feel like you are far from divine nature. Because there's nothing you can do. If, let's say, you are in a company, right, and then some people in that company are beginning to touch something, it will open the door for all trances from that place. And when all trances come, you can't hide. There's nothing you can do. The thing has opened up. <laughs> are you getting me? Are you getting what I'm saying? So it, it's not, it's, it has nothing to do with whether you personally, you are ready now to enter divine nature. It's not about that. It's that seasons are, are changing. Because some guys, some people are joining. And because of divine providence and all, and timing and all kinds of things, that opens up messages like this. You can say, maybe those people have gone far. We are just starting here. So let us shut down the door. One door of utterance. No revelation should cross from this realm. <laughs> from the realm of God. We have not gotten there yet. So no more revelation from that realm. Let's perfect Christ. It doesn't work like that. That's not the way these things work practically. It doesn't work. So you can be here. You can even be like, wow, I'm just now getting the concept of Christ, righteousness and all. But then you will be seeing Things, words coming from another dimension. Coming to, it's like, but this is too much, but it's not, that's just the time. You have to, the soul has to become malleable with its season. Amen. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, so those things, even though you feel like we can't really comprehend with this thing yet, but there's something that can, you can use it for. You can begin to heal any enmity that the enemy has put in the heart against the the knowledge of God against the knowing of God. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Are you seeing that? Are you seeing that? So in that so this book of Hebrews, the book of Hebrews is the the book that is introducing the Converse, conversation of God. It's like bringing food from, another, from a higher table. Right? Bringing food from a higher table down. Bringing food from a higher table down. And the reason for this is because they had become dull of hearing. According to Hebrews chapter 5. Yeah. Of which we have many things to say. But you have become what? Hard to be altered. Seeing that because you are dull of hearing, you are affecting the ability of these things to be altered. 
affecting so when souls are dull of hearing I mean when souls have, have become weary in hearing when they say without one we don't want to hear it now you will begin to tamper with the flow of utterance and so this book is a corrective measure and Paul was using examples. He used the people of Israel a lot as examples of when they became dull of hearing, when they became tired, when guys brought news about the promised land, they became weary. And who are these guys who were crying? Who are, are they not people of war? God has transformed them in the wilderness into a nation. Of, they, can, they war with everything, everything. They fight with nature. They fight with the land, they fight with the winners, they fight with people. They, they are, praise God. But they, they got to, and God had been delivering them. God had been keeping them and carrying them. Praise the Lord. Then, then when it's time to move into the land of inheritance, they began to be afraid. Some of them began to cry and were weary. So they actually became dull. Praise God. Of what? Of hearing. Let's read that Hebrews chapter 5. So, oh my God, time. Praise God. Amen. Amen. So, Hebrews 5, verse 8. Though he were his son, yet learned the obedience by the things which he suffered. And then being made perfect, right? Then he became the author of eternal salvation to all them that do what? Obey him. So, being made perfect, he became the author of eternal salvation to them that obey him. Called of God and high priest after the word, order of Melchizedek. Now, of him, this man who, of who became the author of eternal salvation, right? That's eternal life. That's a divine nature, right? That man was called of God to be an high priest after the order of Melchizedek. Now, of this man, we have many things to say. So, they were, this were the, was a time of ministration of this particular man. This is the same man they had known before as righteousness, as Christ, and they had learned and they have grown. But they are now speaking to him. They are now telling you that that man evolved. He evolved, being made perfect. He was made perfect. Then he became the author of what? Eternal salvation. Now, so are you seeing this is, this is another authoring in him. He was the author and finisher of our faith. He, are you seeing? He, in chapter 12, they introduce him as the author and the finisher of our faith. Praise God. So the author and finisher of our faith. But in the faith cause, they, he, be also, he now became an author of something higher. Which is the author of eternal salvation right and then called of god and high priest after the order of melchizedek and of whom we have many things to say but and had to be altered why sealing for which time you ought to be teachers you ought to that one teach you again which be the first principles of the oracles of god and i become such as have need of milk and not of strong so it means if the if you say you became such as had need of milk, it means that you didn't always have need of milk. You became such as have need of milk. You didn't always have need of milk. There was a time before you had need of milk, but you grew into something else, which was meat world. But 
but and not of strong meat. It means it's time for strong meat. But instead of strong meat, you are looking back towards the milk because you became dull of hearing. Amen. Amen. So the real problem with the message of the divine nature is it is strong. It is strong meat. And strong meat can make the heart weary. It can, if care is not taken, it can discourage the heart. Because the same way or kind of feeling you have around word of righteousness is a different feeling. But in that feeling, it's an enjoyment, but it's a different kind that mm-hmm. must be found through process of the word. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So, but instead, they didn't go for it. They became dull of hearing. For one time, they ought to be teachers. They have need of one teach again the milk, of, the first mm-hmm. principles of the oracles of God. And I've become such as have need of milk. I'm not of strong way. For everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness for is a big for strong meat belong to them that are of full age who by reason of use have had their senses exercised to do what to discern good and evil amen so in hebrews 12 i'm sorry um quickly hebrews chapter 12 so he was saying that they have come to mount zion verse 22 and to the city of the living god then the heavenly Jerusalem to an innumerable company of angels, to a, the general assembly, and then the church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven. So you see, the general assembly and the church of the firstborn, so this is the place where the table for the communion which Jesus spoke about in Matthew 26 mm-hmm should happen it is a a table in the kingdom of the father amen Amen. in the kingdom of the father that's where you find the church of the firstborn that this firstborn is the firstborn of the father praise god who has a church at a particular level. Hmm. Now, that particular table there, that particular table in that place is very, very key. Hmm. Because is from in that table, that's where they impart the strength hmm. of the hmm. divine life. Hmm. That is where the induction hmm. into the divine life so if a soul misses that table the soul misses help that makes the style that strengthen the it's like it's like as it's like maybe those uh, those apostles one of them missed wasn't being faithful with that table what will happen when the weight of ecclesia is coming all with the, you know the pressures that they had the jews all kinds of people pressure to keep the church to continue so they continued in the apostles' doctrine, breaking of bread in such a season that they, con- they you know, that season they are just dealt with Christ, the yeah. Jesus. Yeah, they are just killed him and everything. That must have raised a lot of scrutiny. Again, in around that time, that when a guy called Saul of Tarsus, a very mean fellow, against anything Christian and Christ, killing people, 
it was that same season. He was running rampage. Praise God. Uh, I don't know maybe if he has started, but that was the kind of season. Maybe he was preparing to start. But he had a guy called Gamaliel who he learned under, who there must have been other guys too. There was hostility. Are you kidding me? So, but there was something they had in them that Jesus had put there that can carry the weight of that church. To carry the weight of that church. To carry the weight so that that church can fulfill its, its purpose. And you saw, after a while, the purpose of the church began to be fulfilled. Right? The opening season, when God brought Paul to them, that was when they, they now they were able to switch doctrine into the doctrine of Christ. But for them to do that, it's because... The reason why God can send Saul because there's an ecclesia to send him to. Yes, sir. Let's say that the twelve were not okay and they were doing anyhow. Who will Paul? Where will Paul go to? There won't be there won't be there won't be a solid foundation for Paul. It means that when Paul, when he even got born again, he he came into the church. Yes. He had people, people who had who this this who had traveled from Jerusalem because. Jerusalem must have been an exporting ground mm-hmm. of men who were carrying the gospel to their different places. Mm-hmm. Uh, amen. Are you getting that? Mm-hmm. So even so, Saul, when he was in, we we, we, talk, we spoke about him a little bit. Praise God. He was in the church of Antioch for a bit. Amen. And there he had a lot of, there was a lot of um, help. Grant, granted. Amen. amen. So, so you see, so you see, there is this church here of the firstborn. This is the church that, carry, that will carry the responsibility of the divine nature. It's the church that will carry the responsibility of the divine nature. The way there are people who carry the responsibility of Christ. But there is a church that will carry the responsibility of the divine nature. And the way the preparation ground is at this table. Amen. Amen. One of the main things that happened here is that thing they spoke about in Hebrews chapter 2. Let's quickly read it finally. <clears throat> Hebrews chapter 2, verse. Um, amen. amen. Verse 10, For it became him for whom are all things, and by whom are all things, in bringing many sons to glory, to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. For both he that sanctifieth and they who are sanctified are all of one, for which cause he is not ashamed to call them what? Brethren. Saying, I will declare thy name unto my brethren. Then in the midst of the church will I what? Sing praise unto thee. And again I will put my trust in him. And, and behold, I and who? And the children which, which God has, has given me. So I and the children which God. So who are the children? Those who are being born anew into the kingdom of his father. For those people, there's a, fellowship, a table of fellowship awaiting there's a table of communion. Mm-hmm. It's also, it is personal. 
is also personal. It's also personal. Praise God. It's, a, it's, a, it's also personal. It's a fellowship for hearts that are willing to... That are willing to... Amen. Hearts that are willing to move forward in God. Uh, to move forward. To be, to be really serious about this, the journey that we are on. And be a like Paul mentioned that not being too entangled with other things right but having a sight of the nature what where God wants to take us of increasing and increasing to a point where we you change position you move into another place praise God um so that's um I just believe um heaven is is uh Heaven is interested in hearts yeah. having more commitment mm-hmm. towards uh, towards God. There's you know how the angel came and said that there should be time no longer. <laughs> There's not much time. Um, so um, they will do everything to help us. If we are very enough, they will call us back. Um, to make sure that we fulfill uh, our calling mm. and ultimately fulfill the high calling, mm. the high calling of God, mm. of God in Christ. Please, God. How many of us feel He sent the weight? Maybe this is too weighty, or maybe God is expecting too much from us. You have that feeling that maybe this is wow, this is just too much. Does it does this sound like pressure or something? No. I'm just checking. <laughs> I want to see how we are receiving these words. Praise God. Some of us is like when this we have some struggles that need to be dealt with first. That, uh, Amen. So thank God for these things, uh, but we have struggles. Praise God. If you are like that, your struggle is not your God. The God who is who brought all these things and who is talking about them, He knows you have struggles. <laughs> okay, mm. you are not the one who determines your pasture. Mm. Let me oh, let me just laser focus on this thing now. Just for I don't, for the next two months, I want to listen to only message about this and deal with it. You are you are not your Messiah. Mm. Praise God. Mm. Are you getting me? Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. God knows many things. And God also knows that maybe even the season that we are in might not be ideal in terms of how things should flow. Mm -hmm. There are some of us who feel like there are some things that we should really, really be, maybe if I could just maybe be getting more messages about this area, just this one thing. It could be all kinds of things. You know, we are young people. We have all kinds of struggles. And why is there no time? Why are we not? It seems like these things are things that we should now come to later. After we've dealt with all our, maybe our flesh, our, all our, our selfishness, our all kinds of things that we are dealing with. And praise God. Um, don't think about it that way. Don't think about it. Submit to the, submit to the leading, the provisions of God. And God is a faithful shepherd. He's a, He's a faithful shepherd. When 
trust his table. Trust what he is giving you. Don't say, no, 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 now what I need now is vitamin, vitamin K. Stop giving me vitamin A and uh, praise God. You take this, okay, you just made what are the vitamins? No, this is not what I need right now. I, I need another. Praise <laughs> God. Trust him. Say, no, why? Because I need to, uh, the devil is coming after my soul. I need to, uh, are you getting me? Say, he prepared a table in the. In the present, he knows the enemies are there. He knows who the enemies are. He knows them more than you. And when he's preparing a table in the presence of your enemies, there's trust in the table. Just trust it. It's a supernatural thing. Trust. Trust in the table. Trust in the table. You are dealing with his spirit. This spirit. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Father, we bless your name. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. Sorry for the time today. Uh, today I had to go a certain way. I just had to yield to the Spirit. Um, amen. Let's thank God uh, for his word. <clears throat> thank you. Give me glory. Bless your name. Sister Kaigle Namasia. Brantios, Embrantos, Abistro, Prefdenson, Ailons, Ailons, Alions, Alistios, Romiste Kiridos, and Ponta Livredos, Nubreta Alivaro. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, 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 for today. thank you, for this time of fellowship with you. And Thank you for opening up your word to us and thank you for bringing admonition, speaking to us, encouragement. Thank you, Lord, for defining our, our, your expectation, your heart towards us. Thank you, Lord, for also declaring your love. This is a declaration of love. Thank you. We say what manner of love the Father has given that we should be called the sons of God. Father, we thank you because of this love which has... It's been manifested you, towards us. We give you glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I pray for every heart. We, we know us individually. Yes. And you know what kind of help, what kind of measure of release, of an allocation of grace each heart needs to move forward from where we are. Lord, I ask, let heaven open over every soul. Amen. Let heaven be open over every heart. Let there be a full release, Father. But I thank you. I pray you will make us grow more in in our love for you. Mm-hmm. Let us grow more in our desire. We will be able to leave all others mm-hmm. and not cling to you and not mm-hmm. grow weary loving you. Mm-hmm. Father, I ask that even more different sides, different dimensions of your love, of your love nature, will begin to be open and manifested to us. Thank you, our Father. We give you glory. We receive victory in the Spirit. Father, we we beat victory uh, to prevail over the spirit of the age, mm-hmm. Father, victory to even stay our cause, mm-hmm. to even keep the faith. Mm-hmm. Thank you, our God. Mm-hmm. We give all the praise to your holy name. Mm-hmm. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.
dwells between the cherubims and four. You dwells between the cherubims.